Episode 3, Halifax's Chinatown Part 1, The Lunch Tour. What is it about food that helps us access feelings and memories? Can wisdom, culture, and generational memory be passed on through recipe? In this episode of Mouth Level, I'm editing moments from Annie Ani Chung's talk, Waking Dreams of Chinatown, Somewhere Around Here. On August 26th, Annie took participants all around the greater Halifax area to experience a food tour of various Chinese restaurants and establishments. This episode is compiled as a series of notes, sound bites, and pivotal moments in the artist's talk. Annie Oni Chung is an intermediate artist who makes performances, videos, and multimedia art objects and installations. Her practice largely revolves around ideas of home, nostalgia, and consumption in relation to notions of Chineseness. She was born in Hong Kong and grew up in Scarborough, a suburb of Toronto. In this talk, Annie aims to construct a Chinatown through this tour of various Chinese restaurants in Halifax. Unlike Toronto and other larger cities, Halifax doesn't have a distinct street or location we call Chinatown. Number one, Chin Papa at the Halifax Seaport Market. So right now we are at Fort and we're gonna have fun. And I think that I wanted to add to this sticky rice because when I first moved here, and my studio was at Port, I was looking for Asian food around the city. And when we got our studios at Port, one of the first places that we tried, or that I tried, were Chen Papa. It's called Chen Papa. Uh, they're Taiwanese, Mandarin speaking, and they've been here for about 30 years. And so they do steam buns, these huge ones, which it sounds like most of us are familiar with. So we'll go in and get that. But the thing that really excited me was that they had steamed sticky rice. So we're gonna get a bit of that so that everyone can try that. So let's head inside and order our buns that we're gonna share. I'll get two vegetable and two barbecue pork. This place is called Chen Baba because the owner, that's the mother, but the father with the cap, they're from Taiwan and when they came, they were looking for different kinds of cuisine, but tofu in particular. And so that's how they started. I was listening to a CBC blog piece about it. And so they just worked at home making tofu. Uh, so it was kind of a dietary kind of need that they were fulfilling. And then the community started uh, gathering around them. And I think one of the things I like best about this stall is that it's all prepared here. They actually parboil the noodles and the vegetables and then they stir fry it up really quickly right away which um, gives the in Cantonese it's wapay it's the wok's air fire um, infuses the food. It's funny when I first um, chose to engage in Mandarin with uh, Yu Chen she asked me if I was from Taiwan because she could recognize my accent from where I learned my Mandarin. So in Toronto, I took Chinese school at a Taiwanese-style Mandarin school. So my pronunciation, yeah, and I was amazed she could actually pick that up because I have a harder time um, distinguishing accents. And she asked if we want the sauce. It's a sweet sauce. It's like their secret sauce. And I was like, definitely, always. And she's gifted us four buns that they, she makes at home. So we get to try them. They're a little bit spicy, she said. 
So what we'll do is head outside and split up the food and then we're going to treat it like street food. So we're going to slowly make our way up to the brewery, historic brewery market, to the tea house there where they're expecting us. Number two, Yuyo Craft Supply and Tea House on Lower Water Street. Annie and the participants drank a tea called Sparrow's Tongue because the form looks like the Sparrow's Tongue. It is an oolong tea somewhere in between a green tea and black tea. anyone's been there but they're um mascad masters graduates and so they saw that there was a shortage in uh jewelry suppliers here for the materials that the students needed to fulfill their work and to actually complete their projects so they decided to open up this craft supply shop that kind of complements the art supply store i suppose and um but also serve some home-cooked food and tea, tea house. So what I've chosen off of their menu is something that they're calling treasure teas that they'll steep in a pot for us. Okay. And it's categorized as ceremony as opposed to a cup of tea. But I believe that just is kind of going through certain formalities, but I'm not entirely sure. So I guess we'll all see. What I find interesting about Yuyo is that they close for a month or a month and a half in the springtime to go back home to pick tea leaves. Oh, really? So they're pretty serious about keeping good quality and fresh tea leaves. So there's another restaurant here that's quite old called Chi Lin in the brewery market, which I've never been to, but it's been here for a very long time. All, of all the restaurants I was looking up, it's one of the longest lasting ones. The Herald recently wrote an article about how there's been this uprising of um, Asian restaurants and Asian restaurateurs to respond to the growing demand from all the international students here. Yeah. And you'll see that there's quite a difference between some of the restaurants, um, the younger entrepreneurs versus the people who have been here for 30 years. So here we are, Yu Yo's is this entrance here and it might be of interest to some of you that they also hold art and craft workshops and I've taken one where I carved um, a stone stamp. Hi, nice to see you again. So thanks for having us. This is our little group. We're here to visit your shop and also try a pot of tea of your choosing. I don't know if you wanted to introduce yourself or anything. Uh, yeah, my name's Yu. Uh, I recognize you. We run the, this shop, uh, we run professional craft supply for uh, four years uh, to five years uh, online. But this storefront is open last April. So we bring the tea house in, trying to bring everybody together to make craft. We offer small workshops, uh, like uh, open the gate to everybody to uh, approach craft at the beginning. So they can have the confidence to attend like a longer workshop like in NASCA extended study and also the craft center. So this is the basic idea to connect uh, general public to the professional side. We found that there's a disconnection between the two groups. Halifax is short of uh, professional craft supply uh, and so we found this niche market so we start the business. And the, uh, the tea house we have been running for one year. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's great to know. So I'm just going to add uh, Yuyo to our map here. And actually, it was my choice um, because I really enjoyed the workshop that they held. 
So I think, unfortunately, we have to go soon. But that was yeah. really beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah I, I'm so happy that mm -hmm. you have this place open mm -hmm. and that it's uh, successful yeah. and you can keep going. So the next place we're going to is Kihong Bakery, uh, Cantonese Bakery, and Dim Sum. So the special thing they do there is they also serve Dim Sum uh, throughout the week. Number three, Kihong Bakery on Granville Street. We're going to go in. I'm going to choose a selection of parts and things like that to take out with us. And if we do run out of time at the end of the tour, what we'll do is put them up in the car and you guys can keep them in the car or take them with you. Okay? And then you're also welcome to select one item of your own as well. Can we have three egg tarts? That's bolo. Bao bolo is pineapple bread. So three egg tarts, um, three coconut tarts. Coconut tarts are my mom's favorite. We will all share yeah. that. I know it will spoil the appearance, I'm sorry, but I want everyone to try the um, Dan Wong. Yeah, okay. Thank you. <laughs> we will be headed to Sailor Beaver next. Number four, Beaver Sailor Diner on Hollis Street. I've been told there's a Chinese community. We look it up. Some of them have web presences, mm -hmm. but that there's no concentration anywhere. And, and yep. that's the thing that I found so curious here is that it seems invisible. I think that's often what I'm looking for when I'm traveling from different cities. I'm looking for a place to find comfort. Yeah. And when it's not visible, when we moved here and we couldn't see a visible minority here, it was a little bit, it just felt off balance coming from the suburb of Toronto where everyone was a visible minority. So so that's part of what my curiosity about why there's no Chinatown in Halifax. And and some some restaurateurs, Chinese restaurateurs who came early on, like in uh, 40 or 30 years ago, mm -hmm. some have really expanded too. A lot of them operated in food courts, not everyone, but um, some opened up a second restaurant in Dartmouth or in Bedford or in the Halifax side. So. Yeah. It's really a bit, in some ways, covering ground, I guess, yeah. uh, as opposed to a con condensed um, co competition model. So we're going to try their seafood sprinkled noodles here, oh. um, as well as their mango sago soup. So dessert soups in Chinese can be hot or cold, and they offer it hot or cold here too. And so, you know, what most people know are red bean soups or green bean soups. Well, so those are the ones that you would typically get in the 80s and 90s um, Chinese restaurants in the Toronto area. And I'm, I'm talking about Toronto a lot because that's where I grew up. In the 90s, I think that importers were bringing in way more specialized ingredients um, that allowed people to cook them at home. That's the only deduction I could come up with. And so a lot of people were starting to make dessert soups at home. Um, and they were a lot more fanciful, like with taro, with tapioca, um, milk ingredients as well, um, lots of different stuff. So, so yeah, I remember going over in the evenings to my dad's friend's house and we'd all just sit around and have, like he'd say, I made a pot, come on over, and he'd really make a big pot. We have a two o'clock reservation for dinner up next, and we've got time to enjoy this and make our way there. Um, I was telling you a little bit about my name only because this letter here, on, and when I my website is Onyi, and that's my middle name, Onyi here. This character here is literally girl under 
a shelter. That's how I have been raised. <laughs> In the suburbs of Toronto. Number five, Fan's Chinese Restaurant in Dartmouth. Hello. Hi, um, my name's Annie Chung. I made a two o'clock reservation. What we're gonna have today are shrimp dumplings and siu mai, which are steamed pork. They call them dumplings because there's a little bit of a wonton wrapper around them. And then I was wanting to get us some fried taro cake and then also steamed rice rolls with deep fried dough in the middle. But they're uh, battered and then deep fried. So inside you'll have this creamy kind of taro experience. And then that is the deep fried rice roll, uh, deep fried dough wrapped in steamed rice roll. The dim sum is a separate menu and it's little treats. And so that's why they're kind of little tasting plates and you're supposed to share them with the whole table. And this restaurant's been open for 20 years, but for dim sum, they've only been doing it for eight years. So it's new-ish to the area. Annie tells a story about going to dim sum with her grandfather in Toronto. When I was a child, my grandfather used to take me to Chinatown, the Spadina Chinatown. And there was a orange tiled bakery that was very well known. Everyone always went through there. They made the biggest wedding cakes. They're the type of shop that had wedding cake displays in the window, but turned yellow over time because they've been open so long and they've never changed it. But my grandfather used to take me there. We'd go to the ground floor and they'd have all these display cases and you'd choose what you want or you could go upstairs. And going upstairs in a place in Chinatown was kind of neat. And then you could order like a dine-in kind of diner, I guess, and order dim sum and they would bring it to your table. And people used to smoke in there too. So it was like back in the 80s. And that's what I remember of uh, these. They used to make these and we used to always get that. And really taking it upon themselves because they feel strongly. One of the questions I had that is not really quite answerable is whether young entrepreneurs like you and Ming Nan, um, these new business owners who come straight out of school, there's a gentleman that we're going to see at Key, Key Brothers on Barrington as part of the dinner tour. How is that going to change the food landscape here, but also just the visibility of Chinese minorities in the city? They've chosen to stay. They've chosen to invest money and time into building businesses here. And a lot of what I, I've read from the, the interviews that they've done, but also in speaking to them, is that they saw something missing in the, in the community. It didn't look like them. And the food they were seeking, like tin baba, tofu made, made tofu because he couldn't find it locally. Um, they're making handmade noodles and these kinds of dessert soups because they couldn't find it locally. Or um, Key Brothers, uh, they're like, there was hardly one restaurant that even made dumplings here. That gentleman's name is Leon Key, and he studied hospitality, I believe, at one of the universities here. And so he decided to stay and fill that kind of cultural, symbolic need to be represented here. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was really, really interesting to consider because you have people who had this, who started their restaurants 30 years ago, and they were really mediating between Western palettes and Eastern palettes, but then you have the young generation that are like, no, this is actual Chinese food. Mm -hmm. This is what we're missing here. 
You have been listening to Math Level, iLevel's Food for Thoughts podcast. I'm your host and editor, Camila Salcedo. Music for this episode has been compiled from freesound.org. A special thanks to David Clark and Julia McMillan for their guidance. Next episode will be part two of Halifax's Chinatown, The Dinner Tour.